0: Welcome back to the confident writer podcast, where we talk about how to become a more confident writer. I very much hope you enjoyed my first episode. I was so happy to record that and plan it all out. And then when I hit publish, it was amazing. It was such a good feeling I've been wanting to have a podcast for forever. Like I I told you guys before podcasts even really existed in this sort of way. And to just hit publish and see my cover art in the, you know, Apple store or the, you know, whatever it's called, um, iTunes (laughs) to see it there though was very cool. And I believe if, if I did it right, if I understood it right, um, it is also, in Spotify. It is on Google podcasts. And I think it's a few other places. Um, my cat just accidentally, well, maybe not accidentally because my cat is just like king of the house and he does what he wants, but he just nudged the microphone. So sorry if the sound went a little bit weird just now. Um, my cat's name is Edward. He is my old man, 15 this year and just doing great. But Anyway, (laughs) I digress. My point is, if you listened to the last episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's just dive into this one because we have a very big topic to discuss. And that topic is bad hair. Yes, you heard me correctly. Not just bad hair, but bad haircuts. Okay, wait. I will admit, I have not had very many bad haircuts in my life. Uh, I've had bad eyebrow shaping in my life. Oh my god, I have had the worst eyebrow shaping ever. I don't know why I continued to go back. Let's just say there was a time where I went into the beauty salon to get my eyebrows done, and I came out of that beauty salon with no eyebrows. I am not kidding. I am not exaggerating. I was beyond, okay, I, it was bad. I won't go into details. Although I think you get the picture. I went in with eyebrows and I left with none. I don't think you need to know anything more than that. That sums it up, right? But so we're talking today about bad haircuts, specifically the growing out phase of a haircut and how that can really actually help you with perfectionism. I know what the heck haircuts growing out perfectionism. What are you talking about, Bethany? Well, bear with me because we're going to dive into all of that. See, here's the thing. You all know my background I am a writer, editor, and teacher, and I have been working with writers for a very long time. I'm talking 13, over 13 years at this point. And, you know, lately, it just seems like there's something really in the air right now. People are, they're feeling the strain, you know what I mean? They're really feeling everything going on globally, locally, um anything to do with writing and then just life in general people are really feeling this and i get it like there's a lot to comprehend and digest and just filter through and filter out of your head on a daily basis and consistently so i totally get that and i've been talking to a ton of writers lately And, you know, if you listen to the last episode, we talked about imposter syndrome and how that just seems to be this real sticking point for a lot of authors right now. They just feel like this is stronger than ever. Like they would have their hangups before, but lately it's just like dialed up to 10. You know what I mean? But another one that came up was perfectionism. And from a From a person who has battled perfectionism, I get that. I get it very, (laughs) I I totally understand. Um, I understand its nuances. I understand how pervasive and insidious it can be. And I just thought to myself, how do we unlock ourselves from this sense of, if I can't get it right the first time, I can't do it or you keep trying and trying and you just, you look at it and you're like, no, it's still not right. It's still not right. It's still not perfect. And therefore the spiral begins of anger and frustration, shame, sometimes even belittling yourself because you just can't get it perfect on that first try or that 10th try, that 11th try, that hundredth try, because we know there is no such thing as perfection. We know this intellectually, but it's like our hearts, they're just, it's just, it just tells us, well, actually it can be perfect. You're just not trying hard enough or you're not smart enough. And that is not true. Like, let's take a time out really quick and say, perfectionism is, it being perfect is not a real state of being, it's something that we have to just release. We have to just kind of bless and release. Like, okay, perfectionism, I hear you. I see you. You're bugging me now. Bless and release. Please go. <laughs> go fishing. Go on vacation. Do what you gotta do. And and I also want you to know that as a creative, perfectionism is something that it's so easy to fall into because we can look at other people's finished books We can go to Target, Walmart, a bookstore, anywhere and see a finished product and think, you know, this is, this is great. This has stakes and rhythm and characters that are wonderful. And I'll never be able to do this. And for some reason, we forget that this is a final draft (laughs) that, you know, right? That this is, you know, this manuscript has gone through so many people at that point, The writer, of course, and all the drafts that they did on it. It could be the 10th draft of that, you know, of the thing that went to their agent. And then the agent reads it, maybe an agent assistant, maybe a first reader, and then the editor and maybe their assistant and a proofreader and a copy editor. I mean, it goes through just so many phases to get it to the final thing you see at a bookstore. But for some reason, it activates Perfectionism within us, where it's like we read it and we're like, How? How? I will never get to that stage. I will never get to that level. I won't ever be able to write like that. Or when I try, it doesn't read like that. You know, think of your favorite author and you think, Oh my goodness, their first chapter is perfect. It has the right tension and pacing and just everything, the atmosphere. It's perfect. And when you sit down to do it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. It doesn't have tension at all. The pacing is all over the place. Actually, does it even have pacing? My characters don't make sense. They're not exciting. And you you close the laptop, you put down the pen, and, and your perfectionism has locked you up. It's locked you in where you just, you can't create. And what I want you to really take in is that I truly believe you don't get story ideas for no reason. I truly hear me out. (laughs) I believe that the stories you get, whether they just pop into your head, whether you actively sit down and think to yourself, okay, I want to write an epic romance. Let me think about what I want that to be, or whether it's just like a lightning strike of inspiration that story idea, it exists within you for a reason. And it may not be obvious. You might not know it, you know, even if you think about it for days or weeks or even years after you finish writing the book, but stories are, they're so intrinsically a part of who we are, our worldview, our questions, our problems, our beliefs. And when you get a story idea, I really think it's a way that A part of you is just hungry to explore that question or that theme or that relationship. There's a part of you that really feels a connection there. There's a part of you that feels like there is something here and it might not, you know, it might not happen in so many words. It could just be like that lightning strike of inspiration or you don't exactly know why you want to write it, but that idea exists within you and it's important. Maybe it's just an injustice that you want to explore and have questions and answers and uh, cathartically work through it. Maybe it's escapism that you really, really need. Maybe it's a character that you're just like, I don't know why I need you, but I do. Like, I don't know how you you came so fully formed into my head, but I'm so glad you're here and I want to know you. And I want to follow you through your adventure. And it's something that that character needs to go through, but also maybe you need to as well. And I'm sorry, I know I got off on a tangent, but all this to say, (laughs) those stories deserve to exist because they are so, they're important. You know, you as a storyteller are important. Your stories are important. And I do not want them locked away. And I do not want you locked up in your own spiral because of perfectionism. Instead, what I want to have happen is I want you to be able to know that when perfectionism hits, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to listen to it or believe it because say it with me now, the state of perfection, being perfect is not real it just isn't. And to hold yourself up to that standard isn't fair to you. And it's not fair to your well-being, your mental health, your creativity. So here's how we're going to get out of perfectionism when it comes your way. Because like I said, for us creatives, it is easy for perfectionism to rear its ugly little head. So here's what we're going to do. And this is where the hair comes in. Think of a time you had a really short hairdo or a bad haircut or just something and you needed your hair to grow out. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's not super pretty when my hair grows out from a short haircut. I have very interesting hair. It's thick and it's heavy. And for some reason, when my hair hits a certain length, it kicks out in very weird and wonky ways and it doesn't go back to normal until it hits like my shoulder blades, like that length. But until then, I am very much dealing with this wonky hairdo and it drives me nuts every time. Now, I love a good short hairdo, I really do. Easy to manage, easy to wash, easy to style. You know, sometimes I had this one hairdo, very Captain Marvel. You know, um, when she was in uh, Endgame, like that super short, almost like Peter Pan hairdo. And oh my God, it was so easy. I, I just washed it like a like a dollop of shampoo, <laughs> washed it, and and by the time like I I went downstairs from the shower, my hair was already dry. Like it was magical. But I also really appreciate long hair. I have long hair right now, so I wanted to grow out my Captain Marvel hairdo. And that process was not pretty, okay? The hair went wonky, as it does, and I had to live with that. So when, much like your story, it's going to grow out. You know, stories start page one, word one, paragraph one, chapter one. But as you continue to write, it is literally in the process of growing out right? I mean, chapter one becomes two and chapter two becomes three and then four and then five. And you might only have two characters in the scene in chapter one, but by chapter 13, you could have a whole army, you know, that you're dealing with that you're juggling all of these character wants and needs and personalities, or you're juggling all of these scenarios in which people are running for their lives or doing a heist or something. It is growing out big time. And if you are anything like me, in that grow out phase, things can look wonky. (laughs) Things can look weird. Things can feel weird. You just don't like it. You like, you look at it and you're just like, oh man, I don't like what I'm seeing. And I'm talking about both hair and a manuscript. And that's normal. That is totally, totally normal. As your story grows out... As you keep adding, as you keep, you know, exploring different worlds, bringing in different elements to it, and it grows out, you might have moments where, yep, it went a little wonky, or yep, I, you really hate how that looks, and you just wish you could just hack it all back, right? I mean, trust me, I feel that way. Going back to the bad hairdo, my Captain Marvel haircut, fabulous. I loved it. I miss my long hair. I decided to grow it out. And there were a lot of times I was like, oh my God, I hate, <laughs> I hate styling this hair. It's impossible to style. I don't like what it looks like. I, I just, ugh. and I thought to myself, just cut it, just cut it all off, give up, cut it all off, do short hair and, and never let my hair grow out again. Just nope. It's not looking good. <laughs> so for your manuscript, you could feel the same way. You can be like, nope, I gotta, I gotta delete it all. Or, oh my God, nope, I'm on chapter 15. It's getting wonky. It's getting weird. I don't like it. It's not what I want it to look like. Cut it all away. But here's the thing. If you do that, what can happen is that you might just be in the grow out phase of your story. And what you have could be actually really good. It just needs shaped. It just needs highlighted and colored and, you know, maybe um, conditioned, like deep conditioned. (laughs) But you don't know that because you are thinking it's not perfect. So therefore delete. It's not perfect. So therefore no good. Go back to page one and you will find yourself in a spiral of never letting yourself get done. You will find yourself always going back to page one, word one, chapter one, the minute you feel like, nope, it's not what I want. It's not looking good. It, lo- it looks weird. Got to delete it all. As an editor, I can a thousand percent tell you a lot of the magic happens in the editing process. What you as a writer need to really hold on to is that while you're writing, that's your story in the growing out phase, the trimming, the shaping, the highlighting the making it look nice and volumized, that comes when it's done. And you know, it it could come as you're writing it because I know a lot of people who they write and edit as they go. So whatever works for you at the same time, even if you write and edit, you're still not thinking, oh my gosh, it's not perfect. Delete it all. You are still letting your manuscript grow out. It's kind of like when you're growing out your hair from, like I was saying, from my Captain Marvel hairdo all the way to the middle of my back that I have now. It went wonky, of course. It went a little weird, of course. I didn't like it. And even when I did style it, it never ever stayed in the style that I wanted. My hair's very stubborn. But while I was growing it out, and it took like a year, I would still get trims, you know, trim up the split ends. So you could say, as it was growing out, I was revising it. (laughs) I was editing it, but I continued to let it grow. I let it go through the phase of that wonkiness and weirdness. But like I said, there were times I was like, oh God, I should just cut it all off. But I didn't because I knew what my end goal was. I wanted my long hair back. And you know your end goal. You want to write the end on your story, on your very important, valid wonderful story that deserves to exist. When that perfectionism comes up, I don't want you to say, oh my gosh, I'm not perfect. Story is not perfect. Delete it all. Trash fire. No, I want you to say, hey, it's okay. This is just the grow out phase. I will shape it, trim it, style it, highlight it, deep condition it later, and then it will look beautiful. But right now, it's just in the grow out phase. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it takes the pressure off of you because you understand it's still growing. It's still transforming. It's still, it's still coming into its own. And so are you as a storyteller with this particular story, you're still, you know, developing your manuscript is still developing. So when perfectionism hits and you know what it feels like, in my body, it feels like an almost like a oh throw my hands up, why even bother sensation. It feels like I read a great book and I'm like, oh gosh, it's so perfect. Like, why even bother? You know, I sit down at my own work and I'm thinking, oh man, this isn't coming out the way I want it. Delete, take a three-month break. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It it makes me want to give up. But instead, when I feel that coming, I'm like, no. It's just my manuscript is in the grow out phase and I, I can't be mad at something when it's growing out. I can't be mad at it for not being perfect because it's still doing its thing. I will fix it. I will style it. I will pump up the volume on that thing. I will highlight it and beautify later. Right now, I need to just accept the grow out stage. So if you feel perfectionism. If it is something that really holds you back and locks you up and locks you in, I want you to just completely rewrite that script. One, understand completely perfectionism being perfect is not real. You can never be perfect. And that should be a freeing thing because it's like, great, then I don't need to strive for it all the time. Or anytime. Perfect, striving for perfect. I mean, that is an ever changing goal just on on a daily basis. My idea of perfection when I wake up could be vastly different from what it's going to be by the time lunchtime hits. It could be what mood I'm in. Perfectionism is sneaky, it's insidious, it's not good. And you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to have that weight on you all the time. And I know how pervasive it can be. So to combat, to, to, to combat that, excuse me, <laughs> to combat that, I want you to think of just bad hairdos. Go online. There's plenty. Put a picture up on your computer or print it out or, you know, make, a, make a, a Pinterest board, whatever you need to do. But I want you to go and I want you to find a wonky hairdo, or maybe you have one of yourself. And I want you to look at that picture every time you feel perfectionism. Rare in its head, and I want you to think to yourself no, this manuscript, me, I'm, I'm not perfect, it's not perfect, but what it is, it's growing out. What I am, I am developing, I am growing. I am not going to delete, I'm not going to belittle, I'm not going to denigrate any of this. I am not striving for perfection because that doesn't exist. Instead, I'm going to let my manuscript grow out and I will deal with the shaping, cutting, trimming, highlighting, all that stuff. I'm going to deal with that later. Find your silly photo, keep it handy, and just think it's just growing out. You totally got this. I know it. And you might have to look at that photo often. You might have to look at it twice a day, five times a day. You might have to look at it every time you sit down at your computer or, you know, when you're taking out your notebook and pen and you just you just look at it because you need that reminder of it's okay. It doesn't need to be perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. It also just needs to be able to grow out and you can't keep destroying everything because it's not perfect and taking it back to square one. Because that's not fair to the story you're trying to tell or to yourself, because you're shutting down your creativity. You're shutting down really cool ideas you might be having because, you know, maybe you have dialogue and it's just not, you know, you feel like, oh, it's just not right. It feels a little clunky. It's not perfect. And suddenly you're deleting everything. I don't want you to go through that. I don't want you to be stuck in that spiral. Um, there is a difference between kind of understanding, okay, this is a scene that actually is filler, (laughs) nothing happens. And you recognize that versus, oh my gosh, um, you know, chapter three is just when I compare it to, to my favorite author, it just doesn't even stand up to it. And therefore I am deleting the whole book. Okay. That is what I don't want you to do. I want you to just accept your chapter three for the work that it is and think, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not perfect because we can't do that. It's not where I want it to be because it's still growing out. Okay. Find your bad hairdo pitcher, <laughs> keep it handy. You can do this, but you have to let yourself do it. Okay. You have to let yourself go through that uncomfortable middle. You have to let yourself just be like, okay, yeah, it looks wonky and weird. I don't like it, but I'm going to let it keep growing, okay? And we'll talk about how to highlight and trim and shape and all that fun stuff, but for right now, just remember you are doing great just with what you're doing. Keep going, keep growing. Follow me on social cuz I want to I want to hear from you. I want to hear your wins and aha moments. I want to see your bad hairdo photos. Maybe not of you, but if you find any silly ones. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Bethany Hensel 13 and just, you know, get in touch with me because this is, this is an important topic. I would also love it if you subscribe to the podcast and if you leave a review, that is so sweet of you. And as a thank you, I will send you a little gift because it is nice, you know, taking time out of your day to leave a review. So I appreciate that, but keep going, keep growing. All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye!